Five-star Joshi show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, Scott Edwards, and with me is Parker. Parker, how are you doing on this fine, what is today, Thursday, Thursday morning? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. We woke up to, um, we thought it was just going to be like pretty much entirely previews mm. today, but we, we were able to wake up to some uh, surprising uh, stardom news related to New Japan after that press conference today at the time of, uh, of of recording. So I'm really glad we get to talk about that too, because that is really something more long-term to be excited for in the future. Yeah. And uh, we've got all this stuff immediately in front of us. So uh, I'm excited to sort of take a step back and look at maybe some more long-term, uh, long-term way of looking at things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I pretty much logged off for the night. I was, you know, and I've, I went back on real quick because I had to check something and I saw that they were doing the uh, press conference for their business strategy. And I read stardom, like the first tweet that they had posted. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not what I, <laughs> this is not what I was <laughs> expecting. Uh, you know, it starts with the mixed tag and we're really just going to get into it now because <laughs> truthfully, this is the biggest news probably that we'll have all show. Um, it did start with, Tanahashi and uh, President Obari talking about the New Japan uh, stardom combined show. They did say that there's going to be around two mixed tags. So I'm guessing two, but they could add one. That's what it sounded like if they feel like it again. Um, and it did go down the way that we were kind of hoping it wouldn't, but expected where when a man tags in, when one of the when a male wrestler tags mm-hmm. in, they'll wrestle a man, and when the woman wrestled, woman wrestles. So I'm guessing the most interaction we might get is say like I don't know, Tommy not getting out of the ring and just like hitting a clothesline or something. But otherwise, it's it's just going to be exactly as we expected. So kind of a lame way, a little bit of a letdown. But I think since it's only two matches now. I'm happy that the rest of the card's hopefully going to be built. You know, like it's not going to be just about mixed tags. Yeah, and, and that, that makes even though we we kind of wanted to get those real mm-hmm. interactions between the two, uh, the Stardom and New Japan wrestlers, um, it's very similar, I think, to like like AEW here in the states, where or even WWE, where they have like a TV deal <laughs> to uphold, right. and frankly men fighting women is like just never something that I think TV stations are going to allow, even if it's accepted in kind of the pro wrestling sphere, the more general wider audience, I think it still has a lot of skepticisms towards it. So um, yeah, you know, obviously a little bit disappointing Mm because we did expect something, uh, you know, or not expect, we did kind of hope for something else, but really the, I mean, it's still just exciting that the show is happening and we're probably going to get, you know, Utami and Okada teaming up. We're probably going to get Mayu and Tanahashi teaming up. We're probably going to get Desperado and Starlight Kid teaming up, you know, Mm -hmm. some, something along those lines. So um, with all that going on, I mean, I, I, and and considering it's a big show, I mean, I would hope that they put a title match on there of some kind for, for both promotions. So I'm still just interested to see exactly how it's going to, how it's going to shape up. Yeah. I could see them do title matches for both. Maybe not, uh, maybe not the world title, but maybe have that like big mixed tag as the main event, just so you have uh, both promotions in the main event. I think that's important too, because I think if you have Okada and Utami teaming up, that is, 
good enough to be like, all right, here's your main event. And I don't think mm-hmm. anyone would complain. Exactly. Um, but it is a really exciting show. And just based off of this press conference, I'm coming away with it saying this will not be the last time we see the new Japan stardom shows. Um, I think we're going to get a lot more, but let's move on to really maybe the biggest one in terms of uh, United States fans. And this is kind of going down the, well, it's not kind of, it's exactly what I was hoping they would do to get stardom to America. And it's that they announced that in adapting new Japan to the global standard and audience expectations, we will be seeing women's wrestlers from stardom in new Japan of America rings moving forward. It to me made the most sense to get them over here. When I say consistently, I even mean, you know, once every two months because you run these new Japan strong tapings, I think once every month or or once every few months, it's just so much easier than trying to make relationships with say someone like an AEW where they're going to have their own booking in this, in this form. Now stardom gets to have their own booking. They get to do what new Japan has done with strong. And that's kind of test out the waters, right? Of the mm-hmm. independent scene. Maybe they make relationships with an AEW or an impact. And that's how you see their women on a strong show wrestling them and maybe say, I I don't know why this kept coming to my mind when I saw this, but like, say you send over Micah, um, Tekla and, you know, Mayu, because she's the SWA champion. You can have those three, you know, work singles matches, but I'm guessing if they're going to send people over, they'll probably send them in factions because of uh, tag team Mm -hmm. matches, but you get the point. That's why I send Micah and Tekla. Um, I think that alone is the best possibility here because if, if instead of bringing over international wrestlers that you really don't know about, you can test them out on these shows. That is what new Japan did. And now we're seeing Jonah and filthy Tom Lawler in the G one, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it worked perfectly. So now instead of taking the chance, you can test it out, and you can also get your wrestlers over there. Yeah, you made the exact point that I was thinking of, which is, um, this is not a New Japan podcast, but like before no. the pandemic started, they were really get putting their nose to the grindstone on New Japan of America as like a mm-hmm. concept. And so they were doing these regular tours where they'd run, they'd find like a region, they'd run like five shows, um, they'd have a decent bit of star power. Um, but I think I think the the one before the pandemic, they brought over like Tanahashi, Gorillas of Destiny, mm-hmm. Archer, um, and maybe some like other mid card, yeah. you know, New Japan guys. And then they filled it out with more local right. people. Yeah, they like like Cobb was there and and all that. So um, even though obviously plans like had to completely overhaul themselves when the pandemic started, I think now and and even with a change of leadership in terms of New Japan, um, even now, I think we're pretty much where we thought we were going to be as far as that show. Maybe they didn't expect to do like a weekly TV show taping in terms of strong. But aside from that, I mean, it's really not all that different from um, what we were going to get at the, at the start of the pandemic. And I I don't know if people have really made that connection yet. So to, because it's been so successful 
like this to be able to run these yeah. shows during a pandemic and actually have great attendance and hot crowds and show and matches that people want to go out of their way to watch like the the Lawler Rosser match and the Osprey Homicide match and all that um this is a perfect opportunity for stardom to yep. come over here i completely agree with you that new japan is the way to go in terms of getting stardom ingratiated to a larger audience i think that somebody who's going to be interested in joshi like if they're already interested in new japan pro wrestling they probably are more willing to be interested in mm -hmm. stardom than just your average pro wrestling fan who's going yeah. to an indie show maybe not but um that's that's huge too and just frankly i i think the draw of having an osprey on, on a card or having a tanahashi on a card or something like that is so much more reliable mm -hmm. in getting a lot of fans to show up and getting big exposure to the girls in stardom yeah. than it is you know with the uncertainty of like a prestige wrestling where you know is yes. it going to be like bandito or alex shelley or right. something like that in the main event um so with, with all that being said I, i'm i'm thrilled with this opportunity i wouldn't i'm not going to get my hopes up for any like major like pay-per-view level shows or matches at this point but mm -hmm. this is a start to getting to that point of, of yeah. genuine expansion and um it's just another sign of stardom's growth i mean they they straight up said it in the in the press conference stardom has exploded yeah. in popularity over the last couple of years and, and this is just uh, another extension of that yeah i i'm with you in that a new Japan, a stardom like major show isn't it's probably not probably honestly like year and a half two years from that in america but but now that when new japan does these strong live shows say i think the next one's music city mayhem or something mm -hmm. um that they're doing in nashville wrestlemania weekend you can have them on those shows it's very easy uh you can have you know they have such a it's funny for me to just like name a roster because i'm like oh well you're not going to send over like you know how new japan sends over like some of their weaker members sometimes mm -hmm. stardom doesn't necessarily have that like you're not going to send over my sakurai no offense but that's not going to do anything to make fans <laughs> so it's like you could send my sakurai but you're also gonna have to send like julie like, yeah right? you would it's send like, like just DD, just ddm or yeah. like most of ddm Which i think, I think that's cool. a way to do it yeah ddm and then you can have them face some sort of indie wrestler and i think i i really do think that's one of the biggest parts for me while yes you're creating fandom you are working these wrestlers out because let's they're going to want to bring over international stars eventually um and the best way to test will they work is not having to do it on your actual shows. That's just, it's just like my mindset, but it's really exciting because they clearly, well, you know, they said they're booming, but they see the popularity and this can only, this can only be beneficial to them. I know a lot of people when the forbidden door was announced, a lot of people were like, Oh, start. I'm going to be on that show. Blah, blah, blah. I still think this is better. Yes, if you got one of the wrestlers on the Forbidden Door show that was watched by thousands, that would have been great. But if you want to slowly get them over there and just make it usual, then that's great. And it was, again, it was really cool news to just see because it's just the best strategy, and I'm happy we agree on that one. 
Uh, but let's move forward here because it did not stop. This doesn't. This wasn't necessarily a stardom announcement, but since New Japan is under the same title as Bushi Road, it feels mm-hmm. like an important announcement enough. Uh, they did announce that cheering is coming back. Special events on the September 5th and 6th will have half capacity in Cork and Hall to allow a cheering section. I believe they also said something for the G1 final will have cheering as well. Um, I don't remember exactly what that was, but stardom, Bushi Road, New Japan, it all it's all the same. They're gonna have the same mindset of getting cheering back. So hopefully, Parker, because you know they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna I don't even know what the arena is for the uh five star final. It's brand new or something. It's like the Olympic arena that they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gonna sell that out necessarily. So Hopefully they embrace the cheering as well by then. This is then this is me just going as far as possible to just hope they do it. But with September being the idea, we could have half of the five star have some shows with cheering. And I think that'd be a great, great win. But they probably want to get as many tickets for the Cork and Hall shows because Stardom does do well for those. So I guess we'll see. But cheering being back would be great. Yeah, I, it, it's just such a big deal. I mean, there's really no comparison even going back. Like the last big stardom match before the pandemic happened was the it, the Mayu Takumi Aroha match mm-hmm. um, at Corican Hall. And like, I mean, the crowd's just going like out of their minds for that match. It's, it's just even, there's been no stardom match since then that has come close to that energy right. or excitement or anything like that. And, and just even the previous month, there was like Mayu versus Momo and it was a similar deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, cheering is so, like the crowd investment for me personally is such a fundamental aspect of pro wrestling that mm-hmm. it um, I've almost had to like adjust my expectations yeah. for what's going on. And p- frankly, the Japanese audience has, be- have themselves just kind of become more lax and willing to make things happen. Like th- there's way I-, I watched, for example, the um, the Dragon Gate Kobe World. Kobe World main event, uh, the Yamato Shun Skywalker match earlier this week, and I never go back and rewatch matches, but that match, and I rated that match like five stars, that match yeah. was in front of like silence uh, compared yeah. to now where, where people are st- still kind of, they're willing to cheer occasionally and react to stuff and like gasp and all that. Um, so it's better now, but um, yeah, if it's tough because New Japan can afford to do a half capacity cork and haul show because that's not where they where they bread their butter um they can they can afford to do that it's not going to hurt their finances to any like real extent mm-hmm. um stardom even though they've grown in popularity like selling out corkin is a massive deal yeah. to, to a promotion like stardom um financially and so I, it's hard for me to imagine they'll do any of those capacity limiting things maybe they will but really i just want like cheering to come back ddt is bringing back cheering Mm -hmm. um that they're already back to where it is you go to any show under like 200 people uh, the fans have completely ignored any sort of cheering (laughs) rule like you like you go to the the like wave or ice ribbon or anything like that people are just it's it's like it's normal um it's only these big promotions with a lot of people attending which is unfortunate because the more people in a building like obviously the louder uh, and, and more important the crowd is but um it, it, I, I don't so I don't think Stardom will do any of those like half capacity deals or reduced capacity right. with the idea of cheering. Uh, I just would love full capacity crowd reactions because it's yeah. such an important part of pro wrestling, and I, I'm just fascinated to see like who's maybe more over than we think they are, or who's mm-hmm. you know who's getting really loud reactions because half the roster 
wasn't around before uh, before the pandemic started and has never wrestled in stardom in front of a full crowd. So that's exciting to me just to be on, on the verge of that. And, and I'm really just, just ready for it to happen as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm thinking... Again, they're not going to limit capacity, but they're with they're not going to sell out these massive buildings that they're doing. So I, my hope is that they just like make that happen. If if the most you need to do is like keep the chair separated on the floor a little bit, like ah, just I want it so bad, especially for these big major shows. Like that five star final should have cheering. Like that's just unquestioned mm-hmm. that should have cheering if you were to have a destination of where to get to that would be the one um and you know you taught like who's oh who's more over than this one i was like i think people are gonna be really shocked when starlight kids getting cheered um because like <laughs> yeah. you, see, you see some people that oh she's a heel blah, blah, blah. well yeah but she's like the most pop one of the if not the most popular wrestler and of course we're going based off polls and stuff but you can just see like that's the reason when they announced the new Japan stardom show that she was there with mm-hmm. Mayu. Like, I don't think people take that into account. Like she was there. They could have picked Utami. They could have picked Julia. They could have picked all these people, but they had her there. So I think that's important too. Uh, and this is the last little piece, which I saw people this morning kind of like twisting a little bit. And I was like, I don't know how this at all became what you think it is, but stardom has become <laughs> the Bushi road group two and a half years uh, came to the, t- came to Bushiro Group two and a half years ago and has exploded in growth, as you brought up earlier. Soon, much like overseas, the Japanese scene will be genderless and more integrated. I did not see this as New Japan's getting a women's division. I saw some people tweet that out. I was like, that is not what I read. I read that, if anything, say for a New Japan major show, maybe they have someone or a more that more consistently we can expect a match or two on their shows like a wrestle kingdom right because they were starting to do that anyways but to me it's just why they're not going to run as one unit they make more money doing it the opposite so it's like that's never going to happen it's just they might have more combined shows so maybe they do the new japan startup show once a year uh maybe you know you have a you just compete on the others we see you know we have commentary from a new Japan wrestle, like every stardom pay-per-view now. It's like the little things like that. I don't think it means like <laughs> they're going to create an IWG. Well, they could, but I don't think they're going to create an <laughs> IWGB woman's belt and be like, all right, all the stardom belts are null and void. You are now the <laughs> women's division of new Japan. Like that's not going to happen. Now it'd be cool if they made an IWGP women's belt. I was going to say, I, I actually think that there, there's a, a chance of that happening. We get an IWGP women's championship, not specifically for new Japan even, but even right. just to be a stardom belt, like, mm-hmm. like a, a third top belt. Not that they need more belts, but they also no, have, no. I, I, they also have like championships that I think are kind of um, uh, like, like I think, I think the future belt is probably be close to being phased out at something yeah. at, at some point um, that we already have like new blood and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and even the SWH championship is like a cool thing to take overseas, but it's like, Mayu can't defend it right now. Like they don't have foreigners no. on their roster, so no. they had to make up like a Fukigen death thing for her to even be able to defend it um, <laughs> once. They sure did. So, um, so th- th- I mean, I think I think that would actually be pretty cool. I-, I agree with you that no, this isn't. It doesn't make any like it doesn't just doesn't make sense. It's not logical that yeah. New Japan would create a women's division. Um, what? Uh, but yes, I agree that like I think when I see genderless, it, it means. Previously, 
you would never ever see women in wrestling, women right. and men in wrestling on the same card. It just wasn't a thing that happened. But I think um, uh, at least above a certain level, like indies would, would do it all the time. Um, but now, but now it's like not, it's not all that foreign. I think Gleet was kind of a, a bit of yeah. a pioneer in that Gleet, Gleet has a women's division and they're signing women's wrestlers. They, they just, maybe we should mention it. They just signed yes. um, Maya Fukuda who mm-hmm. got squashed by someone on like one of their first big shows, but um, she, she's really interesting. Um, and uh, she's a former actress, girls wrestler. Her first um, because, yeah. Oh, wow. I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in any case, yeah, in any case, um, the, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. So Gleet, Gleet having a women's division and having women's matches on every show, I think is, is, is closer to what they mean by, by that. Like Gleet is a men's promotion, but it's not shocking to see women's matches on the show and, in, and it's in fact inspected. And I think yeah. that's something we can get to with, with new Japan and their major shows where we get some sort of grudge match. We get a showcase match. We get a title match, something like that um, for, for new Japan shows. And I think that's a great idea because it just exposes more people to the audience. Um, if, if, uh, if I recall, maybe I did, it's just confirmation bias, but the, uh, the stardom, uh, tag at wrestle kingdom got oh, some yeah. of the best reactions of of any yeah. match outside of the, the the main events um in those uh in, in those two nights matches and, on either show too yeah and it was a great match too and, an, and awesome performances um especially from from like saya if i recall but um yeah so so this is just one of those things where i'm like just more expansion, more, more good news mm-hmm. for stardom. Um, it's not going to be some massive, you know, shift. It's going to be more of a gradual thing, but um, anytime we can get stardom on a new Japan show is huge. I mean, you get stardom wrestling in the Tokyo Dome, you get stardom wrestling in Osaka Joe hall, you get stardom wrestling more regularly in places like Udakan and Sumo hall and everything like that. And so uh, that, that's the type of thing that, that just gets all these eyes in front of uh, stardom wrestlers that may not have checked them out otherwise, because frankly, I think stardom has a little bit higher barrier of entry than I, than, than they really should. Yeah. At this point, because stardom world, number one, it's a lot of people just can't like get their card to work on it. They don't have a PayPal function like a lot of services do. Yeah. And number two, just the upload schedules is sort of antiquated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, a lot of people, I think, just are just like not bothering because it's so yeah. like annoying sometimes. So New Japan World is simple. You click on it and you watch it and it, you, it can be live and you pay through PayPal. And so I think that might be a way to get uh, to get more eyes on it, too. So, yep, uh, that's a ton of exciting news for stardom this morning. Like I said, Bushi Road Festival, I think they should just make Bushi Road World and just make life easy. Mm-hmm. Put them all in one. Be, it'd be a great it would uh i'm not gonna be that guy but it would blow wrestle universe out of the water i'm just saying uh, <laughs> if they combine them uh but yeah, yeah let's i would get, love that let's get to the one match i guess we're talking about from this weekend before we kind of you know we previewed midsummer champions last week not much has changed there uh we're gonna brush over new blood three because this will pr- it'll probably air by the time you're hearing this um but we'll talk about that next week as well probably just the important stuff that comes from that show um they also had the five star um interview not uh not interview press conference today nothing has seemed seemingly came from that it just you know was pretty basically last year obviously that's when we learned takumi roha was in it because of uh sayakamitani <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> there's nothing like that this time 
Um, it's just like, you know, we're, we're still ways away. They still have all these shows to do. Um, so it's less like, okay, cool. You, you got it out of the way. That's great. Um, I don't think, I don't think colors was there. I think that's like the one thing I could tell you, but, uh, prominence was nope. Colors was there. Well, colors. I say, I'm, when I say colors, I mean, Saki, um, mm. Mm-hmm. But that's nothing nothing notable coming from there. Just seems like they had some fun. Nagi said she is the assessor. You know, she did the usual. Um, that's about all I saw. But let's talk about the Osaka main event. It was for the Goddess of Stardom Championship, Zuki and Koguma versus Mirai and Ami Saray. And Parker, it went to a 30-minute draw. Um <laughs> I have many thoughts, and I promise you, none of them is what I saw. Some people say it was about one of the best tag matches of the year. I was absolutely stunned when I read that. I was like, "Time out! What? What did I watch? <laughs> and what did you watch? Did you watch a different tag team match? Because this didn't even come close to that." Um, and I think a lot of my complaints, and I'll let you go before I fully go into it because I want to hear what you're thinking too. But a lot of my complaints are going to come on the God's Eye side in the end because I, we've seen Hazuki and Koguma do this. They're great tag team champions. Um, first of all, I don't think they should have did a 30-minute time limit just to get to the next match at the uh, Nagoya show on the 24th. You could have just saved this. There was no reason. You're not. Tr- I don't think that FWC is going to end up having a record-breaking reign, truthfully. So to me, getting a extra defense in there really doesn't do much. I understand it's a big match on a big show, but I'm sorry. I, who wants to go in there and see 30 minutes of Mariah and Ami Saray wrestling? I'm, I, I'm just being honest. Like I don't want to see draws and there hasn't been a championship draw this year that has necessarily been good or welcomed there. You can only do draws yeah. in championship matches when the perfect situation happens. That happened once last year with Utami and Shuri. And, like, that was a different animal altogether. You can't just do these and expect greatness because it's it's hurting the wrestlers. You just look at all the, like, high-profile draws they've had over the last year. Um, It's like, you know, Mayu Mayu Tam, Mayu Julia. um, I'm trying to think of of what what other ones they've they've had, but obviously more minor ones on on shows. Uh, But, like... Those two matches in particular are matches that in the moment, most people thought were like fantastic matches, awesome matches. And yet months later, like they have like no leg real legacy or response behind them where people are like, Oh man, that match was so awesome. Like they've just not talked about compared to a lot of other matches that maybe didn't get as much shine or maybe wasn't as as, like well-worked, but had an actual like finish that developed a story. Um, This is one, like, I don't know why, (laughs) I don't know why you include Ami Saray in a match. Like you, you just can't have God's eye lose ever. The, for, well, you can for what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know it's like so so Ami Saray was like not proven enough that she had to enter this this like this this qualifier tournament to make it into the five star but you're gonna book her in a, a 30 minute draw against oh. against Hazuki and and Koguma um it's just a little a little preposterous and the match was well worth and I actually thought Saray showed a little bit more personality than she usually does mm-hmm. um uh, I am. I know you're bigger on her than me. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to not be a I've fan of Mariah. A little bit. Um, to say <laughs> um, the least. 
she I'll, I'll share my thoughts on that after yeah she's she's like very solid she never like botches or anything like that but um there's like I, I just feel like there's very little to grab onto with with her and i feel i feel that way about every member of god's eye sure to yes. a lesser extent because she she's such an, an intense like striker um and she she can finish matches in a, in a million different ways like yeah. she, that's the way that makes things happen and I, I also saw her on the indies where she i actually think she showed more personality even if she wasn't quite as good of a wrestler as she is now mm-hmm. um M- mariah meanwhile is very similar to how she was in tjpw where she was always kind of um she was always kind of underrated in tjpw because she's a she was a better worker than a lot of the wrestlers ahead of her on the card but she never like like just was that popular among people and i I can't i don't have any sort of indication of her popularity right now but um she's just not she's not doing it for me in these big matches she the best match of her career in my opinion is the match with saya and i felt saya completely was everything interesting in that in that wonder started match and, and mariah was just a, a, another body in the ring to just allow it to happen so um i'm uh, this is a big te- this five star is a big test because she's in that yeah. crazy block with mayu and momo and starlight kid and saya kapitani and hazuki and yeah. all these people so she has a lot of chances to have a lot of great matches but uh but but we'll see i did not need to see 30 minutes of mariah and uh, ami sure no i think one, I think that five star can help both of them because they're wrestling so many good wrestlers. And usually the five star does help wrestlers, you know, get better and learn themselves a little bit more. But I'm happy you brought up God's Eye. God's Eye is, and I said this yesterday, but had you not, so when DDM started, had it been, say, Julia, Micah, and Hameka, when Hameka first started like coming in, when she was very green, and truthfully, she wasn't all that mm-hmm. good, in my opinion. Or if it was Shuri, Micah, and green Hameka, that's kind of where I see this. Now, don't get me wrong, Micah has become a great wrestler through time. And my hope is that I could say the same. And I think Hameka has too. My hope is that, that, Mariah and Ami Saray can do the same, but here's the difference. Micah and Ami and Micah and Hameka, well, Hameka did get put in the five-star Grand Prix final, but Micah especially did not get put into these major title matches. She was fighting for the future of stardom title, right? She was fighting for all these little things. Mariah, who I think may be on around that same level as a wrestler that Micah was, I think she's a little more <laughs> impressive than Micah at that, at that beginning. Um, because she, she had a lot to learn, but she's great now. I think Mariah being put in the world of stardom title match, the Cinderella winner, the wonder of stardom title match, the artist of stardom title match, and the tag and the uh, goddess of stardom title match. That's too much. It's just too much. <laughs> and I know the conversation and we've, we've had this, you and me, that stardom believing in wrestlers and building them up to make them serious threats. That is a great thing, but guess what? They felt like a serious threat after the first two title matches and the tournament win. I didn't need more. I didn't need <laughs> and, to keep but, doing what, more. 
And yeah, and it's and it's Mariah's a serious threat, but Ami Saray is not at this point. Not to beat, even though she's right. undefeated. Not not to beat, not to all. beat Hazuki and Koguma. Like n- nobody in their right mind thought that that Kazai was coming out of there with the tag titles. Um, I completely agree with that Micah comparison. I hadn't thought of that, but mm-hmm. I think that it, I'm just looking back to that 2025 star. I thought Micah was the least impressive roster wrestler mm-hmm. in the entire tournament. Uh, in that in that. Um, in that five star that year. And she's blossomed into one of my like five favorite wrestlers in stardom. So obviously things can change and she can improve and everything like that. But um, yeah, it's just maybe a little too much too soon for Mariah right now. And that's not a terrible thing. I prefer the booking style of I do too. You're going to go out there. Yeah. You're going to go out there and you're going to get over or you're not. And we're going to give you every opportunity to make that happen, but it it needs to be on, on you um, as opposed to just constantly protecting wrestlers and not putting them in big spots either. Right. Yeah. You don't want that. We don't want to have no risk in the world and, and and just keep these same six people in the top and no elevation or demotion or anything like that. Um, I much prefer this style. And some, yeah. and the reality is sometimes with that, they're not going to quite live up to it uh, at right. that point. And, and it's, it's also, you're comparing Mariah to wrestlers like Micah and Himeka and Sayakamitani and Starlight Kid and Azumi and all these people who have come out. And as soon as they get their big push, they, they run away with it. And Utami, right. right. They, they run away with it. Um, uh, and Mariah hasn't quite had that happen yet for yeah. her. So um, it, it could happen. It'll be interesting. I just think, I think the God's Eye stable needs like a shot in the arm already. Oh, it does. It's, they're just kind of extremely dominant, much like Shuri and uh, very little else going on. Um, they, they haven't, they haven't lost, right? Like not, not a, I mean, they've lost a multi-person match, but it was by elimination over the right. top, right? They haven't, nothing. they haven't <laughs> lost an actual, just straight up tag match or even, have any of them lost singles Mariah matches lost. since God's Eye became Mariah a thing? Mariah lost, lost her title match. Lost, the, <laughs> lost a Wonder of Stardom title match, and, and that's it, right? So, right. Um, I mean, that's so that's that's booking the stable to be as pretty much as dominant as possible, yeah. um, and it's just not. And, and yet, simultaneously, they feel like the maybe fifth most interesting stable in stardom right now to me. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot going on with this, with this Mariah thing. I know it, the, the, the tag title match, which I don't really have a ton of thoughts on. I just, no. I just did think um, Saray did show a little bit of personality. Koguma kind of brings that out of people, which is good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, we got about 12 minutes in and I was like, well, we're in this for the long run. I'll just yeah. sort of sit back and watch it and never got to any sort of great back and forth level or anything like no, that. No drama. Um, Yep. Nope. Nope. N- not, not the type of match that you want to, uh, it's just not, it's just not what, what would have like earned a 30 minute draw or something along those lines. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, gods, I should be adding a new member at some point. I would assume they don't usually keep stables, you know, the size of three member, uh, the size of three, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. And maybe that can be, uh, the, be the big change for them going forward. But, um, Yep, God's Eye is is not my favorite thing going on right now, and it's it, um, and it's less Shuri, but more particularly the uh, the other two members. Yeah, I think just thinking about it out loud now, uh, what also helped a Micah and a Hameka is that they didn't have to be the number two in a group because being the number two in a faction is very important. 
uh, when it comes to stardom because you are essentially expected to challenge for those top two titles. You potentially win those top two titles. And I think Mirai having to come into stardom kind of realize, okay, this isn't TJPW anymore. I kind of have to be like, (laughs) (laughs) you got to do a little more work rate. I know people put that in quotes, but like truthfully, you have to work a little bit better. You're not in undercard matches anymore. You are changing your character. You're no longer like, you're kind of still bubbly and smile up, blah, 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 blah. But you got to be taken more seriously now because you're in the long run, you're going to be part of DDM, which is at the time was, you know, the biggest and most dominant group probably in stardom history, probably going to go that way. And now you're in God's eye where you're led by Shuri, who's the most serious person around nowadays. And she's the world champion. So instantly you just have a mega spotlight put on you. And I don't know if she was ready for that because there's no, let's, let's be fair. TJPW did not give her that spotlight to be ready for it. It's, it's mm-hmm. just the truth. She teamed with yeah. Suzume at the end of her run. And, you know, you and me talk about Suzume all the time on the show and how little she's used. Right. It, it would literally be like taking Suzume and putting her in, in the four title matches coming, exactly. <laughs> coming into her first six months in, in stardom and winning Cinderella, which is just like inconceivable to even think about. Exactly. So I think if God's eye were to add a member, even if it was Konami coming back full time, they would benefit mm-hmm. so much because then you kind hopefully the new member is not like a rookie. It's someone that you can <laughs> they have. They should have <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Suzume would be great. It would be a wild change for her, though. <laughs> she uh, did not fit that stable. <laughs> from the B to the, I don't even know. I don't even know what she would be. She could, she could stay yellow, I suppose. That's yeah, that's um, true. But Konami, mm-hmm. like, so that's the type of person you need to add. You need to add someone that's yeah. proven. Not someone that is, I mean, dream scenario, which this isn't going to happen, but you get like a Suzu Suzuki in there. Like this isn't going to happen, but mm-hmm. like she would fit that because she's, you know, vicious, serious, and she'd add a different flair to it. She could be your instant number two because no offense, she's already better than Mirai. Um, But like, that's the type of thing. If you're going to add someone, I feel like it should be someone and it won't be because they want Mirai at the number two spot. Um, But someone that could kind of take the pressure away, right? Like that it goes Shuri. Shuri takes a lot of the pressure because she's Shuri and she's great, but like uh, you just need someone like a Konami. Um, it, we'll see stable feels, it feels tailor-made for Konami. And obviously she it does. came back and, and teamed with, you know, with them over, yeah. um, over golden week and everything like that. But I really hope she does. She does come back because I, I really think she will, she will round out this, this stable nicely if she if she does that and um she's just another another threat to be taken seriously in the group um mm-hmm. but also one that can lose she's lost yes. a million times in matches right. and it's not it's not a shock so it's, it's, it's not fun. the end of so, the world <laughs> yeah that that would i think that that seems pretty much uh pretty much perfect for that yeah. but yeah I, this is it's just house show quality and, and we've talked about this before I think has dipped a little bit recently. It's been mm-hmm. a long time since I watched a house show and I was like, oh, that was a great match, um, which I used to say quite a bit yeah. about these stardom shows. But um, it's understandable because they save it all and then they come out yeah, on these pay-per-views so and, and they just blow everybody away. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there's there's when, a lot going on here. When you're doing nearly two pay-per-views a month now, because they used to do, last year they were doing one a month at most. Um, except for that last month 
because what the the first three months of the year they only had the one show they had the all-star dream cinderella show like they built to that so that's why you had you know julia versus starlight kid and sherry versus zoomy and like you had all these big time uh matches and i like that they're putting these title matches on house shows i want to i want to stress that too it's just i don't want them to go to 30 minutes i want them to be great and if you want to bring the artist belts back to having matches on these shows that'd be great because i think they're doing fantastic work with those belts right now um so i'm not ever against them having title matches it's just you're gonna have a title match i don't need to go to a draw because this is going to be as forgettable a title match as any this year truly mm-hmm. truly not the, the, the 30 minute the 30 minutes is the only notable thing about it yeah not including like future of stardom and stuff like that like those are automatically forgettable no offense to hana she's doing her best but <laughs> that is really all our thoughts on that um like we said new blood three is tomorrow as of this recording um just a quick run through again for those who may not know or are thinking about watching the show ami saray versus nanami see like that if you're booking ami saray in squash matches that's fine that's fine. It makes sense. Then I'm not saying she's going to squash Nami, but she's going to squash Nami. I was going to say um, she's going to squash. <laughs> she's yeah. going to squash Nami. Uh, you got my Sakurai versus Yuri of Gambare Pro, um, Tomoka Inaba, Aoi, and Misa Kagura of Just Tap Out versus Haman Saida and Momokogo. That's a fun little match there. Um, Nagi Sayaka, Mina Shirakawa, Yuko Sakurai, Narina Amikora versus Starlight Kid, Haruka Umusaki, Ruaka, and Rina. Wakasukiyama versus Ram Kaichao. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that one. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> uh, Mirai versus Suzuki. We just talked about all this Mirai stuff. And then they give me this match. I'm like, oh, well, look at that. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for a Mirai match, but I'm going to temper expectations. Uh, they are in the same GP block. So again, yeah. hopefully that means something. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're getting to finish here. I yeah. really hope so. Uh, and even if it's like prominence doing something just to like lead to something, just give me a finish. Don't give me the 15 minute draw. And Miyu Amazaki getting absolutely destroyed by Julia in what should be the main event, according to stardom's uh, positioning of the cards. I think that will be where they go. So that being said, if you listened to this and enjoyed it, make sure to subscribe to the fight game media network plus Patreon, because that is where we're previewing Summer Sun Princess. If you already saw, if you're listening to this show on Sunday, guess what? That show already happened. But if you want to hear us review it, you got to subscribe next week. So why not jump in now? Uh, we'll also be previewing Senjo Chronicle of Sunday Girls, and we'll be reviewing that as well on the recording. That's where we talk pretty much everything that isn't stardom on this show. So make sure to subscribe. You also get a bunch of great shows, including the dynamite show brace for impact and the long list of shows that Garrett does that are just so great. You get Dave Meltzer um, Q and A's, I think like once a quarter, even though those might be free coming soon. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) You get a lot of great stuff. You get a lot of great shows from a lot of great people. So not, don't just subscribe for us, subscribe for them as well. Uh, you know, Parker used to be on that dynamite show. Paul's great. Um, shout out to Jeff, by the way, who's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going through what he's going through. We wish him nothing but the best. Um, so that's, that's my whole pitch. Please subscribe if you're not already. If you're subscribed now, 
then let's get into it. So for everyone listening to the free episode, have a good one. We'll talk to you again next week as we review Midsummer Champions.